name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Our gospel passage today is, is not uh, really so much of a, a how-to, win friends and influence people, or um, this is how you should act in social settings so you can rise through the ranks being clever by sitting at a low seat so somebody will come by and say, hey, you shouldn't be sitting there. Um, but really, it's, it's Jesus, uh, once again, turning upside down um, everything that, that we hold near and dear um, and, and instead looking at uh, the world with a completely different view. In this particular instance, it's that, it's that continued sort of heresy that, that follows everybody around that God obviously has blessed those who have money or wealth, right? This is, you know, they're, they're doing well, they have a good job, they have a good house, they have good health. Obviously, therefore, they are loved by God more so than these people who are poor and lame and don't. And, and that's the prevailing thought then. And now, if we're honest with ourselves, there's still that sort of permeates through the world. And, and Jesus is saying a couple things in this passage. The first is, the first is that just to, reckon, to recognize, A, it's not true, but also the danger of thinking it's true is that you set yourself up as being one who has been blessed by God and because of your station life sort of deserves to be blessed by God. And if you deserve to be blessed by God, then the free gift of God's grace and love and mercy don't really have much value because you sort of deserve it anyway. Likewise, if you deserve God's mercy, grace, and blessing, and love because of who you are, that means that person over there really doesn't deserve it at all. They're sort of not worthy. And so you've created this, this horrible um, just situation in which, in which somehow God sees his children as less than. Um, and Jesus is saying, this isn't so, right? This isn't so. I've come for, for, for all of you. I mean, Jesus continuously talks about coming for the poor and the sick and the needy because not only they need him, but because other people think that they don't need him. Jesus is never saying, Right, I'm not coming for you because obviously Jesus is coming for the world. But right, it's that it's that that physician heal yourself type thing. People don't think that they that they need anything, or the Pharisees at the very least, and those who, who have problems. And so this is this is one of the things that Jesus is doing is sort of setting up this this um, be careful. Of, of your viewpoint because, because you're missing the, the full picture. The second thing that Jesus is doing is really calling a new life. 
an introduction to a new life. So don't, don't when you give parties or luncheons or dinners, don't invite all the people who are like you so they have to invite you back. Don't send Christmas cards to everybody in your office so they have to send Christmas cards to you. Uh, like, don't you hate when you get the Christmas card from somebody like, we have one more Christmas card to send to Aunt Shirley to send a Christmas card to. But go out and invite people who can't pay. Go invite a dinner to the poor, the lame, the sick. In other words, embrace this, this aspect of not only is your brother and sister just like you, um, but that you should be generous in the way that God has been generous to you. Andy, Andy Crouch, who's this author, I think he's a pastor, who talks about um, these, the, uh, the path to celebrity of, of Princess Diana and Mother Teresa, who, were, who, who died just a week apart, right? And there's pictures of when Princess Diana met Mother Teresa, so there's already this sort of connection um, they're plastered all over, but but they they came obviously to paths of celebrity completely different. But they're probably the most recognized women. It's hard to believe this is 25 years ago. Seems like not that long ago, right? But you know, on the one hand, you know, Diana's everybody wants to be you know like like Princess Diana as far as um, the, the, the wedding and. But, but nobody can really sort of aspire to be. Only one person gets to marry the Prince of Wales, right? Not everybody gets to, to marry the Prince of Wales, but we, or be, you know, gorgeous or, you know, popular or all those things that it, that's put out there. Um, and Mother Teresa, of course, was just years of, of, of being a servant. Um, mostly, in, mostly in anonymity. You know, it wasn't, you know, for a long time before she became more well-known. Um, and, and one of the things you said is that some of this is, happens because we just have enough knowledge about power to be dangerous, which is sort of like me in household, you know, fix-it stuff. I know just enough to sort of be dangerous. Like, I can do some things and other things not really so well, and I think I can do it, and sometimes it comes in disaster, or at the very least, you know, even just the other day, I'm trying to wind the weed whacker, and you know, I'm like, I know, I know, I know roughly how to do it, but eventually I have to get a YouTube video out to figure out how to get the line through, because I'm like, oh, right, there's little holes. I didn't see these little holes through here. Okay. But we know just enough about power to be dangerous. We know what it's like for the people who have just a little bit more than we do, right? We know that they're, that the people who, you know, they have a nice... They have a nice house, and they have this thing, and they have that thing, and they, they have people liking them all the time on social media, and they're on TV, and they, they, they have people fawning all over them and everything else. And it's so great, so people aspire to live into this, this aspect of, of celebrity, um, being, being front and center, and, and like being Lady Diana, and people can be that. Whereas if you want to be like Mother Teresa, if you want to be a saint 
Anybody can be a saint. I mean, you may not get canonized by the church, but anybody can be a saint if you decide to reflect Jesus. If you decide to be guided by the Holy Spirit and live a life of anonymity and humility and suffering, that's well there for you. If you think that you're willing to sort of walk around by following Jesus and think that, that the things that you're doing never really accomplish anything because you're serving the poor day in and day out and there's still just more poor and nothing you do matters, but you do it anyway, that's being a saint like Jesus, which isn't really very attractive. But this is what Jesus is calling us to, this life of anonymity and suffering and humility, unlike the life of notoriety and popularity and celebrity. And it's hard. It's hard for us on a daily basis because celebrity is always, you know, in front of us. And wealth is always before us. And because we know just enough about power to be dangerous, that it's attractive and glorious. And things not going so great and you feeling not really appreciated isn't. This passage from the letter to the Hebrews as well. Right, the passage for Hebrews today is, is pretty similar. Let brotherly love continue. That is, continue to love like Jesus. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them, as those who are mistreated tortured, as we heard, since you are also in the body. So the same exact sort of thing. Don't think that just because you're not imprisoned that somehow you're better than those who are imprisoned. Don't think just because you're not tortured for your faith that somehow you're more special than those who are being tortured for their faith. Don't think that you have been blessed by God more so than this person. Instead, continue to remember that we are one in Christ. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we're invited into this, this path of, of humility and, um, and suffering and obedience, which won't get us thousands of YouTube followers, but we'll be more and more like Jesus. During the retreat, I tried desperately to find the passage in Proverbs and I, I knew it's Proverbs 7 to 9, except 7 to 9 wasn't the chapter, 7 to 9 was the verses, so it was Proverbs 30. But now I'll read it right. 
But it says, I ask of you, give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. And this is exactly what the passage for the Hebrews said again. Be, you know, be comfortable with what you have. Be satisfied with all that you have. For that's from the Lord. And, and, and more so a prayer. Don't make me, don't make me so rich that, that I don't, that I forget who you are and that I think this is me doing this. But don't make me so poor that I steal in order to feed myself and profane your name. Just help me be dependent on you every day. And it's such a powerful image. And I wish I could live like this, right? Not all the time, but I mean, in, in general, theologically, I wish this is, this is what I could strive to be and what we could strive to be, fully dependent on God for the things that we have and trusting God to care for us, not be anxious, not worry about who we are, but know without a doubt that the generous gift of God's grace and love and mercy have been given to us and moreover given to our neighbor, and moreover given to our enemy. That God's grace and love and mercy is a generous gift that we should take hold of. And that our lives as saints can be powerful, can be amazing, can be wonderful, even if nobody ever knows. Except God. Amen.